Hi there. I am a elementary school teacher, and I really hate my job. From Love and Radio, you're listening to The Secrets Hotline at 929 Secrets. I'm Nick Vanderkolk. It's been about 10 years now. I didn't hate it when I started. In fact, I was really optimistic about the position, and I was given awards my first year. But now I'm completely burned out. Not a surprise. But what my biggest secret is, is that a lot of my frustration is, I feel, due to low-income students. My job is to get them to pass the the end-of-the-year tests, but they're nowhere near on grade level or at benchmark, and I can't stop thinking about their homes and their lives, and I feel like a complete failure because I can't give them what they need. But I guess my secret is I'm upset that there's too many poor children at my school. Thanks. Bye. When I was in second grade, I didn't know how to tie my shoe, and it was carpet time. It was quiet time. I asked my friend at the time to tie my shoe, and the teacher made me sign the book, which is like a punishment. From that point on, I made myself determined to do bad in that class. I purposely didn't do good in math assignments, which I knew how to do. And I don't know, I just think it's a petty thing that I did when I was little. Hello, my name is When I was in, I think I was a junior in high school. And I think I was in pre-calculus and I hated it. And I didn't try. We had to do homework, but our teacher, I realized he never checked to see if all the answers were right. He just checked to see if work was done. So I would just make, I would just like write things down on paper that looked like what we were doing in math, but it was all made up. So I got credit for all of those. But of course, when it came time to a test, I didn't do well. I'd skipped class the day that we had a test and then I had to make it up after school one day. I go into his room and he's actually getting ready to leave. And so he was gonna have me take the test just by myself. Like he was there for the first five or 10 minutes. And he's like, oh, well, I really gotta go. So like when you're done, just put it on my desk. See you later. And he left and I was sitting there just staring down at this piece of paper. And, you know, I had absolutely no idea. Like, I was definitely going to fail this. I went to go put it on the desk, and I did put it together that all of my classmates' tests would be somewhere around there. And I found them, and I had a friend in the class, and she was good (laughs) at math. I took her test, and I sat down and I copied some of her answers and I made it so that I would get like a C. Hey, my name is I'm calling in because I am trying to give someone one of my secrets every day. I don't know why. It's just because like I feel very controlled and I just feel like letting some of that control go and being more vulnerable And I don't know, it just felt appropriate to call because, like, it was because of this podcast I did this. So I guess my secret is that I was so fucked up my senior year of high school. 
that I'm like really scared that I took like years of my life off through substance abuse and just general life choices. Staying up until 4 a.m. and waking up at like 9 a.m. every day for a whole summer. Things like that. I just don't know how to talk about it with anyone. Hi. In high school, I was on the yearbook staff. Senior year, we did superlatives. You know, if it was like most likely to be a soccer mom, class clown, stuff like that. And I rigged the best eyes so that my best friend won. I hadn't told anyone that. She doesn't know that. But she did have the best eyes. And I honestly don't regret it. When I was in elementary school, probably like fourth grade, my mom would pack my lunch with a kind of a grilled cheese sandwich. Really, it was just potato bread and Kraft cheese just slapped together. <laughs> so this one time, I, oh my gosh, <laughs> I had taken home one of the sandwiches she made for me because I didn't eat it at school. I left it in my room somewhere and forgot about it, I guess, like near my closet. It started to smell. I knew what it was, but I was so ashamed, which sounds ridiculous right now, but I was so ashamed and also felt bad for wasting the food that my mom had given me that I just like crumpled it up tighter and like shoved it inside something else I don't even remember and like put it in my closet. Literally left it there for months. Like I don't even know how long, like a long time. And oh my gosh. <laughs> When I pulled it out, finally, it was, like, black. Eighth grade was the first year of high school where I went to school down in DeKalb County, Georgia. And I was 13, entering eighth grade. I was very, very naive and introverted. And one of my classes was first year Spanish, I guess it's like Spanish 100 or something. My teacher was this really pretty blonde woman in her 20s. And of course I fell in love with her back then. There was a time towards the end of the school year where she told me I needed to come back after school for a special assignment. And so after school ended, I went to her classroom, and it was just me and her. She had me sit in the front row, and she gave me a, like a little Spanish reading assignment and said, here, read this. And when she handed it to me, she bent down over me, and she kind of whispered in my ear, and her, her blonde hair kind of draped over my neck. And I was like, what the heck? I, you know, I hadn't really been that close to a woman in my whole life. I read the little assignment and just sat there quietly reading it. And while I was reading it, she came back, she looked at me and she tapped me on the shoulder. And then she, you know, kind of looking maybe to see where I was in my assignment or whatever. And then she walked up to the front of the room and started to write some stuff on the board with chalk. And she dropped the chalk. Now, she's wearing a miniskirt. She's a very fashionably dressed teacher. She's wearing a miniskirt. She 
bent over in front of me with her backside towards me and bent real stiffly at the waist, which is really not how women bend over when they're wearing a dress, especially not a miniskirt. And when she did, I could see she had on no underwear. And I was very baffled about that. You know, back then I was so introverted and innocent. I just stared probably like a deer in the headlights with big wide eyes. <laughs> and then she turned around and looked at me and I probably had a look on my face that let her know that uh, if she was doing that on purpose, then she was kind of wasting her time. And I, I, I mean, I personally didn't catch on probably for uh, several years thinking about it. I thought, what was she doing there? Well, now I think I know. Uh, I never told anybody, though. Even back then to this day, I'm no snitch. So if you're listening to this today, uh, Miss G, I'll just let you know. I finally figured it out, but it was... You, you probably should have waited a few years before you did that. Hello. I called a couple of days ago about feeling frustrated at my job as an educator, as a teacher, and, and feeling like I couldn't reach all of my students and being angry at all the needy students at my school. Yesterday, one of those students fell and dislocated their knee on the blacktop while playing football. I stayed with the student for about 15 minutes while the class went back inside. The principal was notified. The student was screaming for his mom in a mix of English and Spanish. He said he thought he was going to die and his entire kneecap was to the side of his leg. And I sat there and held his hand and told him to breathe and tried to distract him with questions about his family and his shoes. Finally, the paramedics arrived and they cut his jeans with scissors as he screamed not to because they were his favorite pair of jeans. And I'm still sitting there with him and his mom has come, but, but she's not really coming close to the situation. She looks to be in shock. I was able to stay calm and, and do my best. I just feel extreme guilt for being so mad at my students the other day. They're not on grade level, they're not reading high enough, their math isn't good enough, but there's just more to life than that. And I just feel so terrible for this student because of how much pain he was in. And I know his family doesn't have health insurance and probably can't afford the ambulance ride that took them over to the hospital. And I took the day off work today. I just need time to think about stuff and I needed a mental health save. I was not ready for that and I'm still trying to process it all. It still leads me to believe that my job is just too much on me and I might need to find something else to do. Hey, I was calling uh, in regards to the guy who doesn't like dogs. Um, let me just say, as a dog person, you're totally fine, dude. I get it. <laughs> like, I'm a huge dog person. I love my dogs to death. I have two of them. But they even get on my nerves sometimes. <laughs> and, like, my husband is not a dog person at all. He puts up with my dogs because he loves me very much. I'm very thankful for him. Dogs are very, like, 
in-your-face type of animals. They are very upfront with their attention, and that kind of energy is just doesn't gel with everybody. And in regards to uh, people treating their dogs like people, I definitely do treat my dog like this weird little old man who just lives in my house. And I can see how that would be annoying. <laughs> um, there are people who are going to be like, oh, you don't like dogs? You're a psychopath or something. And it's just like, I have to imagine it's like the people who like flip shit when they hear that I haven't seen Rocky. Like, what? You haven't seen it? You need to watch it. Like, that makes me want to watch it less. You know, if people judge you, who cares? Those people are dumb. That's it for the Secrets Hotline. For now. Right now, I need your help with something. I'm putting together a show about dreams, and I want to hear from you. So call the hotline and tell me about the last notable dream that you had. The number, as usual, is 929-SECRETS, or you can record a voice note at secretshotline.org. And of course, you can always leave a secret at that number as well. Again, it's 929-SECRETS, or visit secretshotline.org. As always, if you change your mind for whatever reason, just call back within 24 hours and I won't publish your call. This episode featured the music of Hannah Lee, Alex Hensey, and Glitchbird. They are on the excellent music label Tambien. Check the show notes for links. Our end theme is by Stephen Jackson. The Secrets Hotline is a labor of love and radio and made possible thanks to our supporters on Patreon. Thank you. If you want to help keep the show going, you can contribute at loveandradio.org slash member. Or if you don't have any extra cash lying around, you can help the show by writing a review in your favorite podcast app. I'm Nicholas Sardine Punch Punch Vanderkolk. Thanks for listening. <laughs>